up, everybody? Everybody, what's up, everybody? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the What's Everybody podcast here with my co-host, Sweet Tea. And to my left, a.k.a. Papa Ridgehan, Master of Disaster, the man himself, baddest man in Greenville. Pops, welcome again on the show. Glad to be here, hanging out with you two knuckleheads. We got a great show for you today. Oh, yes. I have no idea what it is. <laughs> Well, we got some pretty cool uh, things happening this past weekend. So, how are you feeling, Pops? I'm feeling better. I had it a uh, rough couple weeks ago. Tell everybody uh, what what went down. Oh, two weeks ago, Friday on the 12th, I had uh, disc replacement therapy. You know how that is. You know, Chris Weidman had two discs replaced in his neck. Yours was lower back. And do you remember when you hurt your back? You hurt, He herniated a disc. I think I know when I did it. I was a young man in my early 20s doing construction work and uh, hopped up in the back of a pickup truck. They had this, we had these uh, electrical, wooden electrical posts. They're about 14 feet long. So we were getting ready to install them at a construction site for temporary power. So I hopped up in the back of the truck. Of course, when you put a pole in the back of the truck, you put the big end in the bed close to the cab. So I hopped up and grabbed the big end and walked off the back and jumped off the back of the truck with this heavy post in my hand. My partner, he had the other end. So I jumped off, and when I did, all that weight just drove me straight to the ground. I think that's the time when I actually damaged it. Oh, man. That's what you get for you know trying to show off in front of the ladies, Pops. Did you have your shirt off? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> well, okay, so... Back injury, you were early 20s, you know, you shook it off, like, yeah, I'll be, I'll be all right. You know how people are, especially back in his day, just hardcore dudes. Um, it, your back's been hurting for a while now, though. I mean, we've been trying to get you to do something with your back for the longest, but you know how dads are. They just don't go to the dock. So, uh, had surgery. That's what That was when? That was on the 12th, 12th of this month, two weeks ago, this past Friday. Had surgery on Friday the 12th. That evening, I was up walking. I was released from the hospital the next day, which is a Saturday. I was on the mat Monday. It sounds like you had to get some surgery on your throat, man. You're just falling apart, man, over here. I got a little, I'm not sure what it is. I think I'm just really dehydrated. I've been doing a lot today. and. Well, I'm glad we're using the same mic. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah. so you had you had surgery. Uh, it, so when, what, what would they do? What would they do? When one went down in the in the uh, in the emergency or operating room. So what they went in is, is uh, the disc between L five and S one. They went in and they scraped that disc out, and then they roughed up the bottom of L five and the so top of S one. They went right through my right through my stomach, moved all my intestines out of the way, went in. And scrape the old disc out. Uh, what do you mean scrape it out? Like what? What do you? Uh, you weren't able. Were you able to see it afterwards? No. I want to know what a disc looks like. I'm not sure what it looks like. Probably some ugly mess of tissue, I assume. But they scraped the old disc out and they took out some 
bone, they call it stenosis. It's essentially bone spurs that had grown on my spine and they replaced my disc with a, uh, a titanium 3D printed disc. 3D printed titanium, man, technology, it's crazy. Yep, and it was porous. So when they scraped the bottom of L5 and the top of S1, it caused those bones to bleed or ooze or whatever you want to call it. And then what happens is, is those bones grow through the titanium disc and causes a fusion between the two. It's the same exact surgery Tiger Wood had done. Oh, wow. According to my doctor, he said that same, said it changed his lifestyle none. Wow. Well, questionable. <laughs> <laughs> you we know, Tiger know how Woods. His career went after that. Yeah. A couple yeah. of other things involved too, though. Yeah, it wasn't just, just the back surgery. surgery. It was a lot of, th- li- you know, n- not good life decisions. Who are you to determine what Tiger Woods' life decisions are? You are not an expert on Tiger Woods. No, 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 no. The the, the life decisions that he made uh, weren't good, you know. Do you know what those are? Uh, I think he cheated on his wife. Something like that. Something like that. And It's probably definitely not the thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't recommend it, especially when you're famous like Tiger Woods, you know, and rich. Famous or not, it don't matter. You shouldn't be doing <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. Probably not the best True. thing to do ever. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, man. You know, you put a ring on it, man. It's for life. You know, it's for life. Well, I'm glad you're doing well, Dad. I'm well-ish, doing. though, right? Well-ish. I'm, st- I'm still recovering. Yeah. And they'll say it'll probably take uh, four to s- about ten years, four to six weeks before that fusion will take place. Maybe longer, depending, but uh, somewhere something like that between four to six weeks. Well, that fusion will be four complete. Four to six weeks or four to six years? Weeks. Okay. Oh, I, I, I thought you like, said what? years, too. Don't want that surgery. Nope. Oh, man, that's that's terrible. Well, I'm, we're glad you're doing good, Pops. Uh, you've been in and out of the karate school. You've had some good days, some bad days. How How is today? Oh, today's pretty good. I mean, you know, like I said, I've had some worse days than today, but I'm up moving. We had a good time down on, by the river with the all the kids and grandkids. I just want to get you on your side and just do one of the, just, 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 just twist it. You know what I mean? Just, just crack it. That's got to be top one dumbest things I've ever heard. I don't know. I don't Why know. would you want to do that? I have no idea. You know, it, I, I, for to me, I just feel like it would feel really good. You know, when you get like a backache or your neck's hurt and you just want somebody to pull your neck, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah this yeah, isn't I'm a backache or a neck hurt. This is spinal surgery. I know. That's just how I feel. That's just how I feel. Uh, yeah, somebody else had surgery again too. Old Chris Weidman. He did. Man. <laughs> that guy. How many surgeries has he had? Fifty. Too many. About about fifty hundred. Too many. He's had a, too many surgeries. Way too many. Dang it! Stop having surgeries, Weidman. Come on, man. Yep, gotta <sighs> heal up, dude. Gotta heal up. Get get well now. Ready to see you back in there rocking and rolling. I know, man. We gotta get him back in. Me too. Lord, mm-hmm. he's been out longer than I have, though. Yeah, you're about yeah. to catch him, though. I am. I'm catching him. That's the goal. You do like to fart around. Mm-hmm. I'm not really trying to fart around. So, so let's talk about that a second. Okay. So, rumor was Kevin Holland, right? That was, right. That was, you know, something that could could be doable. Right. But now Kevin Holland's fighting Daniel Rodriguez uh, for UFC 279. Mm-hmm. 
middle of September. So at the time, the Daniel Rodriguez, Kevin Holland fight, it was about a month out. So what happened? What happened to the Kevin Holland fight? So what had happened was the UFC wanted me to fight a guy named Shavkat. I think I'm saying his name right. Shavkat. He's like, is he Mongolian? What is it? Definitely not. He's Uzbekistanian. Uzbekistanian. Okay, way off. Yeah. Um, but um, you know, uh, didn't want to fight another grappler. I mean, he he fought Neil Magny, who's primarily a grappler, and literally controlled him out of the two rounds, nine minutes and what thirty something seconds before he submitted him. So you know, after grappling or my last two fights being grapplers, wanted a, wanted a, a strike a striker. So not to mention two losses. Yeah, this, two this losses. This is the second time in your career where you've only faced two losses. Right. Back to back. And against against grapple, you know, heavy heavy wrestlers and some of the best. I didn't turn those guys down. Yeah, you know, so I was like, you know, UFC give me a striker. So Kevin Holland got on. He's not think he was wanting to fight me. He wanted to fight me in like four weeks. Yeah, and I'm like the, the, the seventy nine card. Yeah, and I'm like, ah, dude, no. If I'm gonna fight somebody like him or anybody, anybody, I want a full camp. You know. Yeah. Um. So that fell through. He wanted to fight. I wanted to fight in Madison Square Garden. I love fighting there. It's kind of like, you know, my home away from home. Love the love the excitement of the fans being there and wanted to be on a big card like MSG, which is always fun. Um, and I fought well there. I love it. But he wanted to fight a little sooner. So I was like, nah, man, you know. Um, so the UFC was kind of wanting me to fight the Shavkat. And, uh, and I was like. Pushing that fight. They're still trying to push that fight. Yeah, you know, g- give me a striker. I want a striker. I want somebody to stand there. And, you know, you the last two guys that I fought that were strikers, we got fight of the night, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, you know, always got stuff we got to go back and work on and still working on some stuff, especially when it comes to the ground. And, uh, you know, want want a striker this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's it, huh? Yeah. So why, why did it take you so long to look for a fight? Uh, well, after my last fight, they wanted me to fight pretty soon, but I had a collarbone issue. I ended up hurting my collarbone, tore the collagen in my collarbone. So I was out for a while on that and then didn't really hear anything for the UFC for a while. Um, until about, what, a month ago, two months ago? So, you know, um, yeah, so the, the summer, this, during the summer, summer, our summers are pretty busy. You know how our summers are with karate camps and stuff going on, teaching classes. And trying to train on top of that, it's pretty pretty difficult to do, um, especially getting ready for a fight. So, uh, you know, I wanted to be in the best shape. I don't want to be having to get in shape. Um, to get in shape in order to get for a fight, I want to be in shape. So just getting back in the, in the normal swing of things, getting slowly getting back into shape, fight shape, and then let's get a fight. So it took a little while. I think the injury, I think played the biggest part of me being out for so long mm-hmm. so now you got michelle pajera calling me out you have barbarina calling me out They're like you want to strike her? i'll strike mm-hmm. with you so i think that's awesome jake matthews yeah jake matthews i don't even know who jake matthew was to be honest with you he well he's a former lightweight okay moved okay. up to 170 um recently he had a pretty solid win his last fight knocked uh okay. andre fialo out but um Still another guy, you know. Yeah. So have have any of those names come up yet? Not through the UFC, no. Not through the UFC. They they've come up on social media. Alex Pereira and Barbarena would be awesome. Barbarena's just right up the road from us. He he trains out of uh, Jim O, mm-hmm. um, and uh, so right up the road would be a awesome fight. Pereira would be a great fight. He's, you know, I think he's ranked. Um, just beat 
Ponzinibbio. Yeah. Uh, but he's an exciting fighter, too, and that's the kind of fights that I, you know, that's the fight I want for right now. And then we can go back to fighting grapplers. <laughs> so, Pops, what's your thoughts on the whole situation? Well, I, my thoughts is, is Wonderboy's been in UFC over 10 years, and he's fought pretty much everybody UFC's wanted him to fight. Uh, we've had a few requests, but for the most part, uh, he's fought everybody the UFC's wanted, to, wanted him to fight. And uh, I think, you know, he's in a position where maybe he can ask for, you know, something that'll better suit his style. Why do we have to? Why does Why does UFC have to give him nothing but but wrestlers? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the 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 division is stacked with, with grapplers at this point. You know what I mean? But so. But I think there's I think there's some there's an underlying uh, narrative here. I, I'm not going to say what it is, but I think there's an underlying narrative uh, in this whole thing as to why they're giving you all these wrestlers. I mean, don't know for sure, but I'm just guessing. Now, you seem to be a fan favorite in that, you know, people are pretty overwhelmingly on your side for not wanting to fight Shavkat. You got Ariel Hawani, you got MMA on point, you know, a lot of the fans are like, it's, it's Wonder Boy's time to fight you know vets get big fights and all that stuff which is cool and everything but you know a lot of times when you start getting into like those the vet fight modes mm-hmm. where you start fighting legends usually your hopes of a title are kind of i wouldn't say out the window but you're just looking more for those money fights would you say that that's the case for you like are you still trying to fight for a belt i want or to yes yes to fight that's for- always the goal you know but you know, after fighting those last two grapplers, like, give me a, give me a striker. That, you know what I mean? You know, you don't want three fights, three losses in a row, you know? And, you know, I'll fight. I've always fought anybody. They, they, they've, they you know, kind of really put in front of me. I've had one or two guys maybe in the past, but nothing nothing crazy. I mean, I mean, look at the Till fight. They wanted me to fight Till. I didn't even know who Till was. And they wanted me to fight him. I was ranked number one in his hometown. So I'm just like, hey, man, you know, give me, give me let me have a striker. And then, and then we'll we'll go back to working our way back up to the top. Right. I mean, these guys like, are. I mean, the guys that I'm fighting that I want to fight are up and comers. Even Shav, Shav, uh, Shavkat is an up up and comer. Mm-hmm. Pajeda is an up and comer. You know, um, it, it's it's really cool because you know it's over. It's really cool to see the fans kind of behind me on this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you seem pretty adamant. Like no, like like is that more of, so? Your managers are, are kind of. You know, like, listen, let's let's keep working for a wrestler. Or, I mean, working for a striker. Or, no, my man, my management wants me to. They want me to fight a striker. Yeah. You know, uh, make it exciting because my last two, the fans didn't like it. The UFC didn't like it because we know what they're going to do. They're going to shoot in. They're just going to hold me there. Mm-hmm. And the last two fights were just they're not the fights. Obviously, I have to go back and work on some stuff. You know, because I kept getting taken down. But um, you know, the the fans want to see. That's what the fans want to see. They want to see Steve Wonderboy Thompson kicking and punching, not trying to defend, grab, you know, takedowns the entire time. Which I know I'm gonna be facing those guys in the in the future. But for the my next fight, just give me a striker. Uh, so like the biggest, and maybe Dad can chime in too on this. The biggest argument you see, or not argument, but rebuttal is like, well, this is MMA. You should learn how to, if you want to strike, go to kickboxing, or you know, this is MMA. So learn how to defend the takedown. And, and quit what's your thoughts on that 
Well, they give they give other fighters choices as to who they want to fight. I want to fight a grappler. I want to fight a striker. You understand what I'm saying? They mm-hmm. do that for other fighters. Mm-hmm. They give them a chance to kind of pick and choose. Uh, maybe not a whole lot. But like I said, this guy's been in the UFC over 10 years. So maybe uh, uh, give, him, give him a choice, you know, once or twice. Mm-hmm. We've fought the people they want us to, fought, to fight. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, Darren Till. We fought Darren Till in his hometown. Mm-hmm. And he didn't make weight then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's not like I'm, I'm not running from him. Uh, you know, I, my last two guys were grabbers. I didn't turn those guys down. You know, you mm-hmm. had Gilbert Burns. You had Blah. I knew what they were going to do. You know, I didn't turn those guys down. But I would like to get somebody who wants to bang it out and hopefully give those guys that are up and coming a chance to kind of work their way up to the top. You know, like these other guys that have done for me. You know, Jake Ellenberg gave me that opportunity. To prove that they're ready. Yeah. Um, Johnny Hendricks gave me that opportunity. So, you know, just ask for a striker for this one. Okay. What are your thoughts, Sweet T? No, I'm just listening. It's a, it's the UFC has definitely become more of a, uh, more of a strategy than it used to be. If that makes sense. As as per fight careers. Yeah, as as per per fight careers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Back in the day on the come up, there was never really like you fought who you were supposed to fight or like. Sorry, like the best fighters fought the best fighters to see who the best fighters were. Now you have this new age where it's like you don't necessarily have to be the best fighter. You just have to be entertaining and you can get the biggest fights now. So it's definitely changed the dynamic of how the UFC matches fights and caused for a lot of the, you know, people are like they shouldn't have a choice for who they fight. The UFC, they should fight whoever the UFC tells them to fight. But the game has changed, and yeah. it's, it's become more of a, a strategy in, in determining. Because it's not as simple as, here, fight this guy. or Because you guys are technically, what, independent contractors and, and yeah. something like that. Yeah. So you can kind of dictate who you choose to compete against. and Right? You, guys, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I get what you're saying. So yeah. it's not... And somebody else said it. I think it was even Sean Brady whenever, because they were pushing Sean Brady before Shavkat, mm-hmm. grappler. I mean, the dude's up like a you know black belt Henzo or Hicks and Gracie black belt, and he wins by grappling decisions. And you know, and then it went from Sean Brady to Shavkat, who they grappler, were offering yeah. you. Um. So you said no to Sean Brady. He's a grappler, fifteen to zero. Not to mention fifteen to zero grappler. And then they were like, okay, well, well, then we'll give you Shavkat, who's right behind Sean Brady, who's a 16-0. and 0. Grappler. Yeah, Grappler. he's a combat sambo world champion. He's got eight eight wins by submission, eight wins by TKO, but the the the, the eight wins by knockout are primarily ground and pound finishes. You know, yeah. take them down, ground and pound, TKO them out. Um, so, it, yeah, it, it was just kind of like, uh, like you said, something else going on. Yeah. Underlying... Well, you, you know, the, the UFC is an entertainment industry, so why not, you know, for this fight at least, do something well, that's entertaining? UFC is a fight league. Yeah. Fighting is in the enter- entertainment business industry. But the UFC is, well, says it's a fight league. Well, I mean, that's why they have rankings. Mm. So, I mean, 
there are rankings, mm-hmm. but are they, I mean, do they even use them? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. So are they really a fight league? I mean, who knows? Who yeah, knows like you got, days? you got like Nate Diaz about to yeah. fight Shabbat. Hamzat. Hamzat, Hamzat. Who's, Nate Diaz isn't ranked. He's lost his last few fights. So, He's yeah. about to fight the number one guy in the world, or number two, number three guy in the world. And Dana White said if he wins the fight, he could potentially fight for the welterweight title. That, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And everybody's like, oh, well, he's Nate Diaz. He's an OG. Okay, well, if you were going to use the ranking argument, he he shouldn't be up there able to fight. Then they need to give him OG rankings or something. They need mm-hmm. to rank all the OGs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah. So it's definitely not as simple as fight whoever the UFC gives you to fight. Yeah, you got to strategize a little bit. Yeah, and you it, it's do partly and due to the rankings, and, and then um, it's just a different game. Than it used to be. I, don't, I know. I was kind of like at that last air, like it was the last bit of it, you know, before yeah. they well, cause they brought changed the, hands. They brought the the uh, the rankings in while you were in the UFC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you fought your first couple of fights. There weren't rankings all the way up until I want to say Jake Ellenberger. Yeah. Jake Ellenberger was like the first fight you had where there was rankings. Yeah, they had the rankings even all by, by your name. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a, lo- a lot of the narrative is too as well is the UFC is trying to develop stars in different markets. Like, for example, they were pushing Darren Till real hard on him. Mm-hmm. I believe they knew that Darren Till was going to win that fight before the fight even, before we even left the United States for Liverpool. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Why, mm-hmm. why, did they, why were they pushing Darren Till so hard? Yeah. Michael Bisbing, who's a Brit, he's going out. They needed another Brit. They needed another star in the U.K., to keep the interest going in the UK. So that's why they pushed Darren Till real hard. Now they got this other market they're trying to grow where you get a lot of these Eastern Bloc Europeans, uh, Shavkat, uh, Hamzat. Uh, they're trying to build stars in that market. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's, that's why they're forcing us to fight these guys. They know that Steven's a striker predominantly. These guys are predominantly grapplers. They're going to go in and wrestle him to the mat and hold him and get a win. And now all of a sudden they're a star. Guess what? Those people in all those other markets are happy. Guess what? They start tuning in now because they got somebody to look at from their own country. Mm-hmm. Just opening up markets all over the world at, you know. Whoever's expense. Yeah, who, at whoever's now, now, in their defense, we should be ready. Mm-hmm. We should be ready for whomever. Yeah, okay, we've been through that. Mm-hmm. You know, we are kind of sort of ready. But they hired us because of his striking skills. That's why they brought us on board. Mm-hmm. Because, it, because of the, the level of a striker he is. They wanted that. Mm-hmm. Now that they've got it, now they want to snuff it out with you know mm-hmm. a lot of grapplers yeah a lot yeah. of grapplers a lot of grapplers being you know and and i say this before too like when you were on the come up wrestling was different in the ufc yeah outside of gsp who had really just started kind of developing the jab wrestling you know yeah. wrestle to win matt hughes whenever yeah. whenever you defend 
whenever you're champion for, you know, five, six, seven fights, you eventually, you're like, all right, I just got to do what I got to do to win because you're getting older. The young killers are getting, you know, younger and better. So my point is, is that it was all like Jake Ellenberger was a, was a good wrestler, really good wrestler, but he chose to strike. Before he wrestled, yeah. Jake Johnny Hendricks, Hendricks chose Hendricks. to strike before he wrestled, and he was, you know, Khalees. I don't know his accolades, but he's an Oklahoma State guy, like legit, legitimate NCAA wrestler. Those guys wanted to make the fight entertaining. Mm-hmm. They didn't just want to go in there and win. They wanted to make the fight entertaining. Johnny Hendricks, Jake Ellenberger, these guys are, these guys are OGs. These guys, okay, you know, I can wrestle. I can take this guy down. But I guess when I, I'm going to fight him in his own backyard. I'm going to fight him in his own skill set. That's what these guys are. So they mm-hmm. put on entertaining fights. They were monsters. Mm-hmm. Of course, they ended up paying the price for it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's... Yeah, but it was still an entertaining fight. Yeah. You know, for as long as they lasted. Mm-hmm. But when you grab, hold, and, and hug, tap, 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 hug, Tap, tap, mm-hmm. tap, hug. Nobody wants to see that. Yeah. Now, in like I say, we, we still gotta up our skill set. Mm-hmm. We gotta, we gotta grow our grappling. Because even if you get a striker in this next one, you're gonna get a wrestler after that. Yeah. That's yeah. just the way the welterweight division is. Yeah. The only striker yeah. in the top fifteen in the welterweight division that you haven't fought yet, Leon Edwards, who's currently the champion. Right. Michelle Pajeda. Yep. Yeah. Those are the right. only two that you have fought, haven't fought yet. Mm-hmm. You beat Masvidal. You beat Luke. You beat Jeff Neal. Yeah. And then the rest are grapplers. Sean Brady, Michael Chiesa, Neil Magny, Shavkat. And, and, and you know, we say grapplers just because that's what they like to do. Shavkat's not like your, you know, Bilal Muhammad, or he's not like your um, Sean Brady where they're just looking to dive, but he's trying to tangle you up, get you get a sweep to the floor, control you on the ground, you know, ground and pound. So grappler. Yeah. And then you have uh, just the whole Colby and Hamzat and Gilbert and you know what I mean? Yeah. So you definitely still got to work on the wrestling. Obviously. Always, always, man. Got yeah. So still working on that, and you know, but well, you know, my last two weren't very entertaining fights. I want an entertaining fight, and mm-hmm. that's what I'm looking for. Now you're getting older. Mm-hmm. You'll be forty next year. Do you think that has to play? Like, do you do you see an end to your career? Like, not, is I, it like, you know, not not necessarily right around the corner, but I mean, yeah. you're kind of getting a sense of it. So you're like, I want to get, you know, is that playing into your mindset here? No, no, I I don't know because I I guess because I don't feel old, I don't feel old. You're the youngest thirty-nine year old I've ever seen in my life. I don't feel old, so I've never even thought about it, right? Uh, and I don't like to think about it because I don't know. I'm a fighter, and I like to fight. And uh, there will be a day. There will be a day. There will be a day when it's all coming to an end. You'll ride off into the sunset. But in the meantime, we got some butts to whip. Yes, that's what I'm saying. But even then, even though I don't have professional fights on TV, I will still be a fighter. I'll still be sparring, I think. I think I'll still be going in. I th- I'll be training guys, sparring guys. You know, helping it should help them get ready. But as a career yet, I haven't even, I don't I don't think about it. 
Don't think of an end. I'm going to keep doing, keep on keeping on, you know? So you're keep still going. going for the title. Yeah. yeah. Even though you got to go through murderer's row of. Yep. Hey, still man, go. Kudos, still dude. go, man. Thanks, dude. Thanks. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the title's always, always the, is, is, is the goal. Always the goal. Now, seeing what Leon did to Usman. That was awesome. Does that, like, inspire you? Like, oh, all right, like, there's still. It inspires me because no matter how the fight goes, there's always an opportunity to win. And yeah. knowing that kind of inspires you to go out there and, you know, train as hard as you can. And it, it, it does more for the mindset than it does the, the physical, you know, because he was losing. He won the first round, second, third, fourth, fifth. It, I mean, it was, it was, it was Usman yeah. until he just didn't win, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but it was it was inspirational because Leon Edwards didn't break. Mm-hmm. You know, you see guys go into the fifth round and they know they're losing and they're just like, ah, oh, screw it. You know, I'm losing this fight. Let me just I'm just going coast and just let the you know mm-hmm. give it to this guy. That wasn't Leon, so that was really cool to see. It was really cool to see. So yeah, that that does inspire me. And and what's cool was where he came from. Yeah. I think that's what most people were like inspired about too. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know you guys know Leon Edwards, you know, backstory, but it's pretty epic. Talked about it on the Rogan podcast, right? Re- yeah. Joe Rogan. Yep, sure did. So uh that was one one of the guys that I wanted to face. It was up and coming, but he's champ now, man. That's awesome. It's like, come on, like, like let's go. Come on. Mm-hmm. I can I can do it. Do you think he'll make it on the MSG card? Uh I'm training as if I am. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, we started, you know, I, I, even the, even the, during the summer, I'm only able to train really once, a, once a, once a day because of the karate camp stuff there in the morning all day. It's crazy. But now training two, twice a day, um, three times a day, some, some days, uh, get back into the swing of things. So that I'm, I'm training as if I'm fighting at MSG. I hope you get that fight. Thanks, man. MSG is always fun. I mean, fighting there. The fight fans are awesome. MSG is awesome because it's an epic arena. And I've had success there. Mm-hmm. So, it was fun. Yeah. yeah. Anything you want to add, Pops? Well, I'm looking forward to get back in there and make a statement. Uh, we are working on all of our skill sets. Uh, we just want the fans to know that not like we've abandoned grappling it's just not you know it's we have a higher dna we have a higher striking dna than we do a grappling dna in our in our uh in our family in our life in our business in what we do mm-hmm. and we try to be exciting in that in that area of in that genre of uh fighting so we'll uh we'll see what happens that's sick. You ready That's to go good. out there and knock somebody out? I am. In front of the fans. Make it exciting. Or at least get knocked out? Yeah, at least get, yeah. Go Would out you rather there. get knocked out than get grappled out? Uh, Yeah. <laughs> to be honest with you. Yeah. It's just boring. If I'm in, in a war and I'm ex- and we're exciting, we're going at it, and I just get knocked out. I mean, that was a fear before, but now I would rather that happen because I was in the thick of it than just being laid on the whole time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, my gosh. This guy's not gonna let me get up, and, and I like whenever I fought Gilbert, I was literally I felt like I was just looking at the camera the whole time, and there was some beep 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 beep, 
you know, when he once he got me down, mm -hmm. at least. The striking parts were kind of entertaining. Yeah. But once he got me that position, he was just all of his might. Let me just hold you. Ah, he was strong. And there was a few times I giggled in that because how strong he was. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, golly, this dude is doing everything he can to let, not let me get up. But it, but it wasn't like he was transitioning to anything. It was just like, ugh. Yeah. You know, static. Yeah. So. And then the Bilal fight. Yeah. Well, at least he tried to go for different different positions and stuff. Yeah. There was some ground and pound. It didn't really hurt. Like, whenever he had me in back position, I was flattened. Yeah. Didn't hurt at all. I was like, I was like, dang, Bray's about to get finished in the first round, dude. <laughs> like, what the heck? No, I know. I know. As long as I keep moving, man, I'm good. Like, you know when a guy hits hard. But then, then you know, when a guy like that, it looked like he was hitting hard. But it just, I don't know, didn't hurt. I don't know if I was blocking the right the, the right spots or yeah, it just didn't hurt. So I was just like, all right, let me, let me block and just try to punch behind me or keep moving, you know, do something. Yeah. So. Oh, man. Yeah. Stressful. I think it stresses you out more than it does me. Yeah, dude. Well, I think it stresses you, everybody out except for me. I don't know why. I've yeah. never been just uh, very that way. I don't know. I'm a carefree guy, which is not good, I don't think, in, in certain things. But there's times when it's not. There's times when it's not good yeah, to be. It, yeah, carefree. But I don't know. I don't know how not to be. Just to, I don't know. You gotta fix it. I don't know. Do something. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Um, but speaking of f fights, yeah, striking fights, Cardi Combat, yeah, yeah, Cardi Combat. This week, uh, Raymond Daniels fought, made his debut, yeah, his um, debut, did his debut. He won, he won. I think he TKO'd a guy. No, he didn't. Oh, he didn't. No, it went decision, baby. Oh, no way. So you I didn't saw the I saw the highlights. Of it. I saw the highlights. Yeah, you can. Karate dot com. I, <laughs> I saw a video. Uh, was it Goat Shed? He tagged me in it, I think, or something. Oh, man, Raymond, uh, your neck has got to be sore today. Dude, what happened? That. He, I saw oh, him. my Did gosh. You see it, I thought he broke his neck. Wait, well, I didn't see it during the fight. I saw clips and stuff going through. But then afterwards, he, like, zoomed in on it because it was fast. It, like, paused. He tried to do a flip or something. Being stupid. He tried to do a flip, <laughs> and then he landed on his head. And it, <laughs> Exactly. He did land on his head because yeah. I was watching it live and it happened so fast. But I saw him take a second to get up, and I was like, "Holy crap, is he hurt? Like, are they gonna stop the fight because he can't continue?" Man, and he kept like pointing to his neck, but I didn't see it happen live. It was so quick. Oh man, I've done that in training before, like trying to keep guys on the cage, and they're sliding up, and I'm trying to use my head, and their body moves out of the way, and my head gets to the wall and and cracks it, and then I have a stinger for like two weeks. It's not fun, man. And ha that for that to happen in the middle of a fight, that's got to be. It was sucky. significant enough for him to like. Oh, yeah, I saw him. He was like this. About it. He was like this. Oh. It looked like it hurt, but uh, my goodness, he kept on going though. He kept going like it didn't hurt. Uh, you know, Raymond. What is he? Forty-two. Forty-two yeah. years old. Still, still going at it. Yeah. That's what I feel like. I feel like uh, guys like that, like myself, we could strike for forever. You know, mm -hmm. we can do it. I'm glad that he went to Karate Combat. He's more exciting there. Um, and just the wrestling, you know, the, the the MMA, I don't think that was the arena for him to be at his best. Even though he's had some crazy knockouts. Mm -hmm. He fought, what is it, Glory or K1? Glory. Glory. Yeah, Glory. He fought Glory. Yeah. 
So, yeah, man, he won this weekend. Good to see him, Balshrew and GSP out there, you know, having some fun. Mm -hmm. In Orlando Universal. Mm -hmm. You just, mm -hmm. That was cool. Yeah. When are we going to um, see you competing, Sweet Tea? There were some big dudes out there throwing. Mm -hmm. There was one guy, I think his name was Black Magic. He was whirlwinding out there. <laughs> he was <laughs> swinging. Yeah, little swinging and winging. Zero yeah. technique. <laughs> just swinging and winging. Is that <laughs> tired himself out. Then he got then he got put put away. But what weight? What was that weight class? I want to say they were two oh five. You think you get down to two oh five? Yeah. I think you can. I could get I could get down to two oh five for sure. I think we should I just gotta stop. Cut off a leg. Stop eating and cut off a leg. Get down there. <laughs> I mean, what are you now? Two eighty-five. <laughs> Just uh, put it this way: whenever I step on the scale, it says one person at a time. It says error. <laughs> it says it says error. to be continued. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man. Yeah, dude. I'm, I'm I'm excited to have that fire you know what i mean when you think you're going to be having a fire you're ready okay i've got a point i don't know who i'm fighting but i got a point at msg i'm just fired up yeah uh, you know last week was fun had a good had a good time grappling wrestling ran heels doing the normal things that you hate doing but you like it mm -hmm. at the same time because you know it's only good for you it's only yeah you know it's and at the end of it it's like you glad you did it you glad you did it mm -hmm. so I, I keep telling my guys you guys out there that wannabe MMA fighters or UFC fighters or whatever you gotta you gotta it's more of a it's a mindset guys when you don't want to go in to train that's when you should do it that's when you should just just go just do it we had some of our guys you know Gar Steven Garcia one of our helpers who was it, it was Cohen Kacharski Saturday we had belt exams and this kid is in high school and he's starting MMA and we're we're on him all the time you know what I mean? If he misses out, we're dogging him because he misses MMA. He wants to be an MMA fighter, but you got to have that person. He was that for me. You know, the times that I didn't want to do it, he was to make sure I was there and kind of on that path to where I wanted to be, which was the UFC. And people say they want to do it, but they maybe maybe they don't have that person to to keep them on the right track or keep them accountable. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe that's why the majority of the people that want to do it just stray off. I mean, certain things happen in people's lives you can't control, but you know, I'm that, we're that for him. Mm -hmm. And he was like, bro, he, he was, he was literally putting on his clothes to go home. I was like, I was like, I was, we were making fun of him in the back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he was like, oh, all right. He put his stuff on. Then afterwards it was his best sparring session he's had. Yeah. And he felt good about it. I was like, see, see, we, we used to have that poster up on the wall, the old school. It said, once you learn to quit, it becomes a habit. Yep. Mm -hmm. I tell my teens that all the time. Because all it is, man, all it does, it, it's true. Once you learn to quit, once you once you give like an inch, once you justify that one time, mm -hmm. it becomes easier and easier and easier. And you, you, you give in to it for less and less every single time. Yep. It might start off as, you know, I am, I'm injured. Or something, you know, so the, it's, a, it's a completely justifiable situation to not go out there and train. But then by the end of it, you're just like, well, you know, it's a little too hot outside. So <laughs> yeah. Can't train. Yeah, you know, know what I mean? And then you're just back to square one. So it's so true. You got to, at first, 
it's really it's almost impossible to do yourself. Yeah, you, you can't. need to have somebody to yeah. really keep your butt on on track. I, that's what I've been preaching to the team. I was like, you guys share each other's numbers. Give each other your numbers. I told this guy like a few An account- accountability partner. And when somebody doesn't show up, you text them and find out what's going on. You haze them. No, you ha- yeah, you haze them, dude. Uh, no, you just keep them accountable. You know, I think when you have somebody keeping you accountable, it makes it a little easier to stay on the right track. Oos. 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 All right, so let's close out with this. We got fights coming up this weekend. That's September right. 3rd, we got Marvin Vittori versus Robert Whitaker and yeah. Cyril Gaon taking on Ty Tuivasa. So, Pops. Predictions? I'm going to start with you. Predict- We're going to start with I'm Marvin with- Vittori versus uh, Robert Whitaker. Thoughts? Whitaker is the man. I'm going with Whitaker. I think Whitaker's going to outcraft him and put him down. He wants that third shot at the title. And he's got the takedown defense to keep the fight standing. His standing, I mean, the, dude, the guy's standing at 85 is just awesome. He's great. It's like, you know, that John Jones, you know, Cormier, you know, there's a, Izzy was just his kryptonite. The last fight was, heard was controversial. Um, Could have gone either way, but I'm going for my man Whitaker. After I fight him, I haven't, I have not um, went against him. Mm-hmm. I've always picked Whitaker. Who you got, sweet team? I don't know. It's such a weird fight. Both guys have fought Adesanya twice. Wait, Vittori, yeah, Vittori fought him twice. That's right. So it's like, it's a, it's a unique matchup. It's an interesting matchup because it's like they're not gonna fight Adesanya again a third time. <laughs> you never know. Oh yeah, I bet. I bet. It, they are running out of people. I, I, I will say this. If if anything happens, the UFC and the fans would, would probably rather see Whitaker versus Adesanya mm-hmm. three more than they would see want to see Vittori versus Adesanya. Mm-hmm. But who three. do you got winning the fight? Like literally, who do you have? I got I got Whitaker winning the fight. I think he I think he just does things better than Vittori. I think Vittori's a very well rounded fighter and I'm not counting him out at all. But I think Whitaker has more like pop in his hands. Mm-hmm. I think he just has better combos, crispier combos. I think he just does everything a little bit better than Vittori. Yeah, I, I agree. I think he's going to try. Obviously, he's going to be trying to get Whitaker down, and Whitaker's defense is just crazy. Yeah. I think he's it, having a really hard time, and, ju- and and Whitaker has really slick jujitsu as well. Yeah, and 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 Whitaker's really crisp in his striking. Vittori hits hard, but he's yeah. not as crisp. He's not as exact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think Woodruff's going to got that steam, got that pop, and his takedown defense is definitely on point. And I wonder where these guys' mindsets are because they both had two cracks at Adesanya. Are they like, oh, crap? Like, do they have that Adesanya syndrome where they're like, man, he's the top. I can't beat him or – I don't see Whitaker thinking – I think Whitaker think – I see. I don't know what Vittori how he's think, but I I see Whitaker thinking. Okay, I'm gonna I, I'm going for number three. Yeah, the last fight was close. I'm going. I don't see any of these guys feeling that way. We won't know until we see the fight. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that's co-main, right? That's co-main main event. You have the heavyweight Wonder Boy and Cyril Gon taking on the <laughs> the Shuey Tai Shuey Vasa the the slugger pops. 
the beer drinking out of smelly sneaker guy. Yep. He's um, just like your your backwoods yeah. kid slugger, just yeah, trying to throw bombs. Game, game, yeah. and game. Yep. Game fighter. Mm-hmm. So who you got? Gone. I'm going. Or? I'm going for gone. Yeah. All day gone. I don't think he, I don't think I don't think he'll he'll hit him. He's so fast in and out. Chuy Vaso, he 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 can he tires. Gone can go five five easily. His movement, his in and out movement, his reach, his kicks, his and and his grappling, he's very good. Uh, I if if Chuy Vaso wins, it's going to be just a lucky punch. It's going to be a Leon Ed, It's going to be a Leon Edwards effect. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I think Gone is going to be all over him. Going to smother him, going to dirty box him. I think because Gon Gon's got he's got better grappling. Mm-hmm. What about you, dude? I mean, how can you not pick against Gon in this fight? He's taller. He's got great movement, lead leg kicks. Oh yeah, all day. You know, kickboxing background. It's not like Tuivasa brings anything special to the table other than gameness. He's a dog. And power. Yeah. He's a dog. Right? Like, and if he can just walk through Gon's stuff and get on the inside and land a big shot. That could happen. I can see him winning the fight. Yep. yep. But on paper, you know, just looking at these two's got, two guys as a fighter, what they're both good at, their skill sets, you know, you, you, you got to go with Gon. I feel like you have to go to, to, to predict fights that way. On paper, I have this guy. Yeah, you, you can't. Know, for say, any, any more. On paper, Usman. Yeah. Right? You, you can't. You can't say this guy for sure no, is going to win. Don's going to win 100% it, no, guaranteed. No can't, way. Can't do it. So that's going to be fun. That's coming up. That's this weekend, right? This coming weekend. September 3rd. Ooh, September 3rd. Okay. Yep. Did, did UFC have a fight card? Did UFC have a fight card they this didn't. week? They took a break this so. weekend. So Breaking it this weekend. Coming back up with the UFC Paris. <sighs> Gone in Tuivasa. Paris. I've never been to Paris. Never been. And, oh yeah, you fought in Paris back in the day, back in um, 1785. <laughs> what was that? 1980 something. 89, 88, 89, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it, guys. Great show. Sweet tea. Tell us where they can hear us. Right here on the YouTube channel, as always. Check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Like us, rate us, love us, hate us, but don't. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> And we appreciate you so much. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. Appreciate y'all tuning in, man. Catch y'all later, Pops. You got to say something? Uh, Enjoyed it. Uh, Come see us. (laughs) Ha-ha. Catch you later. Peace. Peace.